0: is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. We have the down-to-earth Rosanna Laurier. Rosanna helps busy people get back in control of their health and beat overwhelm so that they can get more out of their professional and personal life. Rosanna is a corporate wellness advisor, keynote speaker and founder of Recipe for Health who partners with organisations to provide holistic education and resources for employees to achieve and maintain good mental and physical health. Rosanna shares her story of her successful corporate career and how she never respected that her body needed to remain in balance, and by ignoring these signs, she eventually was bedridden with chronic fatigue syndrome, unable to pursue the career or life she had worked so hard for. Knowing what a struggle it was to live in a state of constant overwhelm, fatigue and stress drove her to help change the way people are living their days, particularly in the workplace. So let's not wait another minute and let's jump into it. Welcome to the show, Rosanna Lauria. How are you today? Hi, good, thank you. How are you, Catherine? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Yes, thank you so much for, for speaking with me. I'm very excited.
0: That's okay. Now, we were having a bit of a chat uh, before we got on to uh, our recording and uh, we had a bit of a conversation around how people work really hard for success and sometimes it takes that time, you know, it almost takes a crisis for them to actually stop and think about, geez, what am I doing and maybe change the way that they're doing things. And, and I know that's what you do. So tell us a little bit about what you do and, and, uh, and a little bit about your story.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, thanks for that. So, um just a little bit of background, I guess. So, I I worked in um, the corporate space for almost a decade. So, I worked in financial services and uh, I loved my job. You know, I'm your typical type A personality. I loved being busy and, and loved striving for success because, of course, growing up, you know, we're kind of taught that success means achieving lots of things. So, I was always really busy and I got to a point where I started noticing all of these symptoms in my body, I started getting daily migraines, I started having this severe brain fog where I couldn't really focus, I was always really tired, and then I could tell my immune system was compromised because I was constantly getting sick, virus after virus, and unfortunately, I didn't do anything about those symptoms because I thought it was somehow weak or even lazy to really take time for myself. Um, and so I ended up just, I, I continued to push myself and push myself until eventually I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. I was left bedridden. And this was not just very depressing to all of a sudden be diagnosed with this condition where I could hardly move. Um, but it also meant that everything I worked so hard for, well, I couldn't enjoy it anymore anyway. And, um, and so I ended up going on this Quite a long journey. It took me a good couple of years to get my health back on track. Um, you know, I, I ended up studying yoga and meditation, a nutrition course as well, because I started to understand how all of these different elements in our life really, uh, of course, affect our health. and And so, I started to change my diet, my lifestyle, and actually, very importantly, my mindset to to enable me to get that balance back in my body and in my life. So. I did get myself well, and um, and as a result, I ended up starting my business, Recipe for Health, which is all about helping other people take control of their health because, as you said, Catherine, sometimes we see that it takes people that crisis, like I did with myself, to start doing something about their health. But I guess I see my mission as helping people to recognise why it's so important to just maintain that balance on a daily basis so that you don't have to go through that crisis because I think the worst thing would be if you know is if everyone waited until they had some kind of health crisis or some kind of debilitating condition for them to actually do something about it
0: and is isn't just the way it is like it's just people almost wait for it to be and I, I guess it's it's with anything with health it's it's definitely not been one of my top values, but it is now. But it's almost like you wait for something to happen before you do something about it.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And sometimes I think of that scale like from pain to pleasure. So as humans, we we want to run away from, from pain and towards pleasure. But a lot of people sit in that comfort zone. So if it's not too painful, then they won't strive for the pleasure. And so I think that just thinking about that scale, a lot of people won't do anything if they're in that comfort zone. They think, well, it's not too bad, even though it's not great, until it gets to a point where it's actually so painful that they think, oh, God, I better burst out of this state and actually do something about it.
0: Right, so true. So, Rosanna, you were talking about you started, uh, studied studied uh, meditation, yoga. You changed your diet. You changed your mindset. Uh, and just for those uh, uh, listening, what kind of um, things did you do? So, maybe tell us a little bit about you know your yoga. How did you change your mindset? What kind of foods are you into to help you stay healthy? That kind of thing.
1: Okay, great. So, look, there really was quite a few things. Um, and I, I'm a Really big believer in holistic health. And what I mean by that is it's, it's not just about the diet. It's not just about the, you know, the meditation. It's, it's about all things in life because I mean, really everything affects our health. And so it was, um, you know, over, over a couple of years, but probably the first thing was I actually decided to change my mindset in that I actually gave myself permission to look after myself. So what I mean by that, growing up, I thought it was lazy or weak to ever take time out. Even when I was sick, I actually didn't want to take a sick day. And I know a lot of people like that. Um, And so I I never gave myself permission to actually look after myself because I thought that it was, like I said, lazy or weak. And so when I got to this point that I was so sick, and I knew that I, I, I kind of had two choices, I could either stay in this state where I was constantly sick and and you know getting quite depressed by it all as well and really playing victim to tell you the truth just asking you know well why me i've tried so hard and i was playing victim a bit or i could take responsibility for my actions because obviously my actions had gotten me to that point and so for me it was just finally saying to myself okay I'm willing to actually take responsibility for my actions and know that I have the power to change them, of course, because we all have the power to change our behaviors. And so giving myself permission to actually stop and take care of myself, whatever that meant, allowed me to then take the next steps. And so the next steps, so what did they look like? So I ended up, because I had no energy, I couldn't really exercise, but I knew I needed to somehow move my body because I was feeling so lethargic. And so I attended a couple of yin yoga classes. So yin yoga being that really gentle, nourishing type of yoga. And I realized that after just two classes, I started to actually feel more balanced. And I thought, okay, there's something in this. And so what I did, I, I couldn't go to a yoga class every day, so I actually just went on YouTube and I just started Googling gentle meditation sessions, gentle yoga sessions, and every morning I started doing this. And like I said, I, I was still really fatigued, so it was extremely gentle kind of things, you know, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of breathing, breathing. But just taking that time every morning, I noticed that after just two weeks, I had significantly more energy. And I remember that so vividly. And so I kept that up. When it came to the nutrition side, I did see a naturopath and we didn't do anything too crazy. It was just all about getting me to appreciate the importance of real food. Food is of course gives us energy. So food is energy, food is nourishment, but it's also information. And so this is the interesting way I guess we should look at we should really be looking at food. All the different foods we eat, the fruits, the vegetables, everything we eat. All those different nutrients, vitamins and minerals are information for our cells. So certain nutrients will give us energy. Certain nutrients will help us to sleep. Certain nutrients will aid our hormone production and mood-enhancing hormones as well as, you know, as helping stress hormones. And so when you just start to appreciate that real whole food is information for the body, you just start to, I guess, have a better relationship with food. So I really just stripped down a lot of the processed food and just simply ate more real foods. And, um, you know, one little ritual I did, if anyone needs like a practical step, is in the morning I made myself just a raw fruit and vegetable smoothie. So, you know, berries, um, you know, spinach, I put some seeds in there. Sometimes I might put coconut water or normal water. Um, doesn't really matter what you put in there, but the fact that it was real fresh raw fruits and vegetables gave me instant energy and so just little things like that really started to help
0: Uh, i I love that um way of thinking of looking at food as uh what type of energy do i want to get from my food do i want it to relax me do i want it to give me energy I like that. And, and I, I could really relate to some of the stuff that you were saying, because for me, I don't do sick. I actually, uh, just keep going. I've got a very strong mind. And even if I get a cold or, uh, just not that long ago I had bronchitis, I just keep working through it thinking, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's all about your state of mind. And I think to myself, if I'm going to give myself permission to be sick, I'll make myself more sick. So uh, it's, it's interesting, um, to, have to change your mindset. I mean, it's a, it's a, for me it's not a natural thing because I just naturally and I've always said I don't do sick. But it has taken me to almost fall apart before I go, okay, I'm going to give myself permission now. So how do you how would you tell someone to change their mindset if there's someone like me who's just a bit of a workaholic and say I don't do sick?
1: So how would I get you to actually start listening to your body, you mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so look, so it it is, it is really important to, to listen to the body. And it's funny you say this because on one hand, the mind is so strong. So if you tell yourself, look, I'm not sick and I'm going to get through this often because of this mind body connection, right? There's this intelligence running through our system. And so, you know, often you with, if you have such a strong mind that you can say, right, I'm not going to allow myself to be sick then often that can actually help your physical state. However, if the symptoms get so strong, and this is the thing about symptoms, symptoms are a message from the body telling you that something is out of balance. And this is why it's so important to listen to them. Because if you start getting migraines or if you start getting pain somewhere or if you start getting insomnia and you can't sleep, then this is something seriously out of balance in the body Um, and so really it's just getting into a practice of of saying right if something is not right in my body um, I need to actually stop and feel and actually listen and and ask myself okay what is out of balance here and what do I need to do to change it one of the best ways to actually enhance the mind-body connection and what I mean by that is to actually get in touch with what your body needs is yoga Yoga is like a moving meditation and yoga is all about helping you to connect with your body and what your body needs. And so having a regular yoga practice really helps you to get in touch with what does your body need? What are the messages that it's sending me? Um, And it also actually helps you to, to develop more of a respect for your body as well, because you really understand how amazing your body is and therefore you're more likely to do something good for your body.
0: Absolutely. I, I love yoga. I um, The last bit of yoga I did was aerial yoga off the ceiling, which was oh, quite fantastic. interesting. Ah, how did you love that? Oh, look, I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I think it was uh, an experience and uh, it was very acrobatic kind of uh, movements, uh, but I loved it.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. There are so many different types of yoga um, and it's just, it is, it's it's really fun and it's um Because there are so many different types of yoga, there are different levels, you know. So someone who's just quite stressed and fatigued, they can do a really gentle yoga. Someone who wants more of a workout can obviously do one that's more intense and strengthening. So it's really fantastic. Mm,
0: It's so true. So what drives you? What's the the best part of what you do? Look,
1: the best part of what I do is is really just the fact that I get to enhance people's lives. Like I'm a big believer that we're here in this life to feel good right to have fun and obviously that looks different for different people but if we're so overwhelmed and fatigued and anxious you know a lot of people are are suffering a lot of mental health problems and it's really because everyone's so busy right everyone's so overwhelmed constant to-do list um you know this endless mind chatter so many people say they suffer from this constant mental chatter and it affects their sleep so it's really affecting people's daily life, like their quality of life, really. Um, and they may not know it yet, but, it, you know, it affects their mood. So, of course, it affects their relationships. It affects their productivity at work, all these sorts of things. So I think just being able to help people feel in control again, because I know for me personally, I felt so out of control. Um, and, and, and we were just saying before, you know, you said that you're someone who always likes to be in control as well. I'm exactly the same I always like to know that I've got a bit of control over my day. And and so getting chronic fatigue made me feel so out of control. I just thought, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Um, So then to be able to get back in control and feel powerful again, I guess, rather than feeling kind of at the mercy of, of, you know, this overwhelm in life, um, that for me is just really satisfying and rewarding to be able to help people find that peace of mind again and feel energized again.
0: Oh, love it. So talking about you're very good at leading people into a, you know a better lifestyle. Uh, mm-hmm. What about yourself? What kind of uh, advice or the best advice have you ever received in regards to health and well-being? best advice
1: I've ever said god that i've learned so many different things i guess over over the past few years um i i mentioned how how symptoms are really important right so it's really important to listen to the messages from your body so that's really important but probably the biggest thing is understanding how powerful your mind is and we touched on this before but the thing is every single thought that we think usually triggers some kind of an, an emotion right whether it's a positive or a negative emotion every single thought we think and that has a very profound effect on our physical health or our physical health plus it affects the way we decide to either do something or not do something it affects the way we behave so actually understanding the power of our thoughts so if you, you're for example and this affects every area in life not just health so for example if you're at work And you've got this big project to do and you've been saying to yourself, oh, I can't be bothered doing this. It's so boring. I know I've just got to get get it done, but it's just so boring. And then all of a sudden you realize you're procrastinating. You start thinking of every single thing you could do except for that project. That's because you're telling your mind that that project is painful. It's boring. And so, of course, your mind wants you to move away from anything that's painful. If you start telling yourself, okay, I want to do this because I know how amazing I'm going to feel after I do this. I'm going to feel empowered actually doing this. I want to do this. I want to get it done. And then I'll have so much free time afterwards to do all the things I love doing. Then you're going to motivate your mind to move towards it. And that's just one example. But just appreciating the power of the mind and how it can just affect your life in actually very negative ways or it can totally lead you down the path of success.
0: Oh, I can so relate to that. I I hear myself sometimes saying, I so can't be bothered exercising, or it's too cold. Exactly, exactly,
1: exactly right. Yeah. No. I mean, look, I mean we we all do that. But but when you when you start to understand this, then you can catch yourself and you can say, Oh, I get it. Like for example, I I was always someone who. Uh, you know, did a lot of emotional eating, right? And often emotional eating is usually um, hereditary in the sense that you see your mom do it or you see someone around you do it and you think, ah, okay, food is medicine, I get it. Food can actually, you know, heal my stress or my worries. And so I was someone who always, you know, kind of turned to chocolate or or food, um, you know, if I felt worried or stressed. But then I when I started really understanding the power of the mind, Now I say to myself, you know, I don't actually need that food to make myself feel better. Before, I was actually saying to myself, oh, I need that chocolate because it will help me feel better. I need that or otherwise I won't be able to cope. Or if we say I need the coffee or I won't be able to function. Now I say actually I don't need that and I have so much power because I actually don't need to eat that. I can feel good by going out for a walk, doing something else. And when you train your mind that way, like I said, you, you're you're really powerful. Like I think we're we're more powerful than most people actually think we are.
0: I, I totally agree. So, what will be some of your tricks in regards to moving your mind away from being negative? Okay, there's it's a bit of a process.
1: So, probably the main things we need to do. The first thing is to be aware of where it is we're being negative. So a lot of people have limiting beliefs or negative patterns. Um, and, I mean, it, it's good to just use an example. So let's just use the example of the cravings, okay? Um, so let's say that someone notices that they have these really kind of limiting beliefs around cravings. They think that they can't survive unless they eat all that food. Um, So first step is, of course, to be aware. Then we need to overcome those limiting beliefs. So we have to actually look at, okay, where did this come from? You know, why am I actually telling myself this? And is it actually valid, right? This is the biggest thing because most of these negative beliefs or negative patterns we have in our mind, they're not really valid. Um, you know, do I actually need that chocolate to feel good? No, I'm probably just going to feel awful afterwards, right? Um, you know, or, or, or maybe it's it's an example where someone feels, um, you know, they have a fear of rejection, right? I'm changing the example now just so people can understand how this can be applied. But let's say you're someone who has a fear of rejection. You know, where did that come from? Did it come from childhood? And, um, you know, and, and, and is it actually valid, you know? You know, and, and actually start to kind of explore that, um, you know, and start to realize that actually you're a very confident, lovable, loved person right now. And the fact that maybe someone rejected you when you were a, a young child in the school playground because that person didn't know any better has nothing to do with your value or worth right now. So it's it's kind of just rationalizing those limiting beliefs. And and it is, it is a process. It does take a bit of time, but it's certainly possible and then the best way to ingrain new beliefs so new positive habits is by affirmations or mantras or statements of truth whatever you want to call them there's a a science called neuroplasticity and it's all about how we can reprogram the mind so different beliefs we have from when we're young every time we say that that those words or we think that thought it strengthens that belief in our mind and it becomes a truth even if it's not a, if it's not real it, it becomes a truth because we've said it so much so by and, and so the science of neuroplasticity actually shows us that by practicing a new phrase by saying new words positive words that will actually support you in what you want to achieve are going to change things for you so for example if you're someone with low low confidence saying to yourself every day i am enough you know, I am worthy or whatever, whatever words resonate with you, say that to yourself, you know, four to six weeks every day. And that is going to completely change your mind. And all of a sudden, you will have these new beliefs, and therefore, new behaviors.
0: So you're saying affirmations uh, on set on a daily basis will help shift that mindset?
1: Exactly, exactly right. Because what you're doing is you're basically reprogramming your mind. So think about your mind like it's got, you know, billions and billions, actually probably trillions of neurons in your brain, right? And they represent different thoughts. And so most of those thoughts we actually gathered from when we were really young right? So whatever kind of beliefs they are, belief about yourself, belief about food, belief about the world, belief about family, belief about love, belief about God, whatever it is. And so those, however many times you think a thought, that reflects how strong that belief is in your mind, how much you really believe it. And so what neuroplasticity shows us is that when you start to use a new phrase and actually say something new to yourself every day, then that's going to reprogram your mind to believe this this believe this new thought and i'll give you an example when i started to study all this because my journey to health happened simultaneously with all of my studies and so when i started looking into neuroscience and a bit of psychology and how all this works I started saying to myself, because remember, I had chronic fatigue, I was bedridden, I had no energy, and I felt like I had no time in the day to do anything. And so I started saying to myself every day, I have enough time and energy to do everything I need to do. Because before I was getting really flustered, really frustrated and anxious because I had no energy and no time. So I started saying to myself, I have enough time and energy to do everything I need to do. At first, I didn't believe it, but I wanted to give this a go. So I started saying this to myself every day. And before I knew it, not only did my belief change, so I actually all of a sudden now I had this belief that, yeah, you're right, I do have enough time and energy in my day. I can do whatever I want. But it also changed my behaviours. All of a sudden, I'm prioritising in a better way. All of a sudden, I'm fitting things into my schedule in a way that served me, you know, not, not just other people. And so, just by saying that, completely changed my health and my life.
0: So you don't have to connect with the emotional part of your brain when you're saying these affirmations. Are you saying that over time by saying them, just using uh, the uh, obviously the, the visual part? Uh, the sorry, the like um, just. Con- constantly repeating them, that over time you'll end up believing them. Because I know that sometimes with affirmations with me that I've tried in the past or auto-suggestions, I may say them and then there's that, um, I guess, that limiting belief and it's like, you know, all that little voice that says, "Oh, you know, that's not going to happen or you've said that before and so there's that... Little voice inside. So for me, what worked for me is I really needed to believe in it and to really connect with my heart center and that emotional part of my brain to really fuel my thoughts to be able to go. Now I believe it. Or what I would do is change my affirmation to, you know, a little step at a time. So for example, it'd have to be something that really resonated with me that I connected with that I could then repeat over and over again. Because for me, what, or just for me, I'm saying from my experience, I felt like just saying the affirmations. It, it didn't really trigger me i had to use a lot of emotion i had to change my affirmation so i felt aligned to it uh, rather than saying an affirmation that i didn't believe in
1: yeah so definitely and and so that that's why i suggest doing the work on the limiting beliefs first um that's why that's why that exercise on actually kind of invalidating so to speak the limiting beliefs i think has to happen first um, because otherwise, you're right. You're going to say this new belief. But if you if you have this other voice that keeps popping up, then it's going to be really hard to change it, or it's going to take a lot longer. So you definitely need to work on overcoming the limiting beliefs first, um, and and then and, and then actually you can start the new affirmations. The thing with the new affirmations, though, you don't or you can call it again. You can call it whatever you want. Some people don't like the term affirmation, um, but I'll just call it affirmation for the sake of this. some people. You know, think well. You know, does that mean I, I can't do the affirmations at all until I've overcome the limiting beliefs? I don't think so. From from what I've seen, you can still start doing, like saying the affirmations, making sure that you definitely work on overcoming the limiting beliefs, though, at the same time. Because the thing, what's happening with your brain is every time you're saying that to yourself. You're causing your mind to visualize it. Now, that is going to force your brain to release chemicals that's going to trigger some kind of emotion. Um, so so you're right in saying that it helps when you connect with it on the emotional side, so it definitely does. But at the very least, even by just saying the words, you are causing your mind to visualize it, and that is going to have an effect. Of course, it's going to make it um, fast, a faster process, if you first work on overcoming the limiting beliefs
0: does that make sense oh absolutely it's always about removing those blocks or what's what's going to get in the way of you moving forward i I, that's how i work always
1: exactly exactly
0: well you're an amazing woman and if i was to ask you what would be one word that describes your personal brand what would that be
1: (laughs) so that's a really hard question um look i think the word for me would be real um because for me it's just about like i'm a big believer and that's a bit of a cliche but just you know really being authentic to yourself um but for me it's just about you know going along with my my true vision and mission so um you know i don't want to pretend to be anything i'm not because that goes against everything that i've ever stood for i want everything to feel i want everyone to feel safe comfortable confident to be themselves um, you know, I want people to be able to ask for support when they need it. That's a big thing because I see and you know, I I do a lot of corporate work, so corporate workshops, um, you know, leadership development when it comes to building a, a kind of well-being culture. And what I see is a lot of people are just too scared to actually put their hand up and say, I need support. And so there's so many people out there that i feel like they're living with these masks over their face every day pretending that they can handle it when they really can't and so they're overwhelmed they're stressed and and you know for me that's probably the thing that i really want to change i want people to to just not worry about what other people think and you know if they need support or if they need to make changes in their life know that they have the power to do it and just start being authentic just start living the way you want to live um, so for me, that's why that word would be real.
0: <laughs> uh, I could relate to that. I, I have to say that you know, once upon a time, I, I didn't ask for help because I looked at asking for help as a sign of weakness that I, couldn't, I wasn't capable of doing it myself and so forth. Whereas now, I have no problems at all asking for help because I think that's the only way I get to do all the things that I do uh, is yeah. because I have amazing people around me that help me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, Rosanna, what we do at the end of the show, we always ask our beautiful um, uh, women, inspiring women, to leave our listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be three golden nuggets that you would like to give our listeners? Okay, great.
1: So um, three golden nuggets. So the first one is something really simple but really powerful everyone can do. So if anyone's feeling overwhelmed or stressed, or tired, or anxious, um, or they feel like their mind's going a million miles an hour, the, one of the fastest proven ways you can come out of that overwhelmed state. So often when we're in that state, it's we're, we're in the fight or flight response. And so to come out of that, just taking deep breaths into your belly, so breathing deeply into your belly. It's called, belly, it's called diaphragmatic breathing because by breathing into the belly, we're shifting the diaphragm. And so people could do it now, actually, if they want. Um, and so if you're just sitting there comfortably in your chair, and if you think about breathing in and out through your nose, and you breathe deep into the belly. So as you inhale, you think about breathing deep into the belly. And then you exhale slowly. So that diaphragmatic breathing is actually shifting your nervous system, and it's taking you out of the overwhelm, out of fight or flight, into what we call the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxed state. So I recommend if, if people just want one thing, even though I'll give you a couple more, but, but just one thing even, introduce that deep breathing into your day, whether it's every morning, whether it's in the nighttime before bed or during work, I think is really a really powerful time to do it. For example, just before a meeting, if you're a bit nervous, that's a really great way to remain centered and balanced. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is probably, again, it's just, it's understanding how powerful the mind is. Um, So, you know, so for example, um, you know, if you say to yourself, I'm stressed, life is hard, or maybe I can never lose weight, etc., then this will be the truth for you. Um, But by saying new words, so saying those new affirmations, thinking in a new way will actually change your reality. Um, So rather than self-sabotaging yourself, it's important to change the words. So I would ask people to just think of what's the one thing they want to change in their life and actually come up with a little sentence. Um, So, for example, if some people feel like they're not resilient and they just can't handle the stress, I would say to them, start saying to yourself every day, I have, a, I, I have phenomenal coping skills or something like that. I have superb coping abilities. I can cope with anything. Um, you know, if someone's feeling exhausted, like I said before, say to yourself, I have enough energy to do everything I want to do. So just start changing your mind because, like I said, when you start changing the words, all of a sudden your mind starts to visualize a new reality. So that would be the second one. And then the third one is because nutrition is really important. Food is really important. Um, it's not everything in health but it's a massive part of it because when we eat kind of rubbish food when we eat processed food that's sending bad information to your cells and to your body Um, and it often causes people to get brain fog and to be really fatigued so just remember that food is information and start eating more whole foods and if people want just one thing that they can do You know, start with a smoothie in the morning. It's probably the easiest way to get in more vegetables in your day or more fruits. You know, have your berries, have your spinach, have your, you know, your nuts or your seeds, um, any other ingredients you want, but that will give you a massive energy kick in your morning.
0: I love those three gold nuggets. I especially love the foodies information. And with the affirmations, you took me back to some time ago, probably about 10 years ago, I remember I had sticky notes in my bathroom, in my car, everywhere for my affirmations that I used to read every single day and sometimes three or four times a day. So it is very powerful.
1: That's awesome. It is. Yeah, that's great.
0: So, Rosanna, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. How can our listeners find you?
1: Oh, thank you so much, Catherine. I've really enjoyed this. Um, so, So our listeners can find me at my website. So my website is Recipe for Health. So that's for the word for. So recipeforhealth.com.au. I'm also on Facebook. If you just look up Recipe for Health Australia, um, and then I've also got other social media. But probably the easiest way is just to go to the website recipeforhealth.com.au, and then all my social social media handles um, and all my contact information is there. And and if anyone does have any questions, if anyone kind of thinks you know, oh, I can really connect with maybe Rosanna's story, um, or you know, maybe like a bit of advice, I'm more than happy to, for for people to to send me an email. or or get in touch via the contact tab on the the website. So don't be shy if anyone wants to connect.
0: Thank you so much, Rosanna. I just love your energy. So down to earth. And I'm sure our listeners are going to love you just as much as I love you. And um, yeah, everyone go to Recipe for Health and check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. that brings us to the end of the show if you have any questions please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you if you were listening to this podcast on itunes please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show we would love to hear your thoughts that's it for now thanks for listening until next time please take care